Hey, Sound Opinions listeners, if you support us on Patreon, you get to listen to our podcast ad-free on Patreon. You're listening to Sound Opinions, and this week we share our best albums, or at least our favorites, of 2023. I'm Jim DeRogatis. And I'm Greg Cott. We'll also hear selections from our production staff. Let's get to it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Yes, Greg, it is that time once again, our favorite show of the year. Um, We both listen to so much music nonstop all year. We talk about only a fraction of it on the show and on our bonus podcasts. I keep the list going all year long so as not to lose track. I know you do something similar. Absolutely. And uh, the favorites is the key word, you know. you can't possibly say best because five million records get released every year. We yeah. haven't listened to every one of those. But these are the records that we listen to the most and we enjoy the most. Absolutely. So I get to lead us off. Um, we're going to have our entire top 20s on soundopinions.org on the website. I am starting at number nine with Time's Arrow by Lady Tron. Um, Weird thing happened to Lady Tron not all that long ago. A 21-year-old song named 17 became a viral hit on mm. TikTok. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, you know, here was a new album from Lady Tron as well. This group essentially uh, a duo started by a pair of uh, producers and DJs centered around uh, vocalist keyboardists, Helen Marnie and Mira Arroyo. Uh, Originally from Scotland, uh, Marnie was working uh, on a BA at the University of Liverpool, where she met Arroyo, a Bulgarian postgraduate research geneticist. Mm. (laughs) Two very accomplished women. Um, I make no apologies. I am a sucker. I have a couple of guilty pleasures. In fact, number 10 was The Hives, The Death of Randy Fitzsimmons, right? (laughs) Just, you know, are they reinventing the wheel? No. Do I love every second, every note on these two albums? Yes. Lady Tron has that thing I uh, just adore. The uh, wonderful analog synthesizer pop. So cool and mechanical and precise and just sucks you in. And then the two women's vocals, Helen and Mira, uh, can be robotic, but they can also be warm. Uh, That cool, warm contrast. I just love it to pieces. And, um, you know, I think they're up there at this point on their seventh studio album, uh, you know, with a group like Kraftwerk. They are that good. 
for mining this turf. Uh, you know, almost a quarter century in existence, they have not run out of inspiration. Uh, and, you know, despite some breaks, as they say in one song, we never went away. Mm -hmm. When the album opens with the uh, City of Angels paying uh, tribute uh, to Los Angeles, I think it's the best song ever written about <laughs> Los Angeles. And the whole rest of the album is that good. I'm glad they never went away. I'm glad Lady Tron is still with us. And if this was album number one, I think they would have gotten many more accolades. I think we sometimes take for granted uh, groups that have been with us for some time. Mm -hmm. And to sleep on Time's Arrow by Lady Tron is, uh, is, a, is a sin. It's just a sin. <laughs> you need this album in your life. So here's a little bit of We Never Went Away by Lady Tron. Never Went Away by Lady Tron from Time's Arrow, my number nine album of the year. Greg, I think you're starting at number nine, too. I am indeed, Jim. Uh, I lo love the choice of Lady Tron, by the way. That, that is a great record. You never expect these late career gems from everybody, but these guys really delivered. It's true. My number nine record, Jim, is from uh, Kalela. Uh, a Raven is the name of the album. Her first since 2017. We're living in a great time where these kind of very modern-sounding uh, soul records, for lack of a better term, uh, are emerging in bunches. Uh, you know, I'm thinking of artists like FKA Twigs, Don Richard, Scissor ended last year with a great record. My number 10 record uh, this year was the latest from Jamila Woods. Um, just terrific music. Mm -hmm. Kalela belongs in that uh, group and, uh, you know, is, put out an outstanding record. Um, She's been around. Uh, she's only put out a couple of records, but she's now 39 years old, very eclectic career, worked with uh, Damon Albarn, worked with Solange. Uh, this new record, in a time when it's all about the single, all about the hit, all about the song that's going to be on somebody's playlist, she's still making albums. And that's what I really love about the Raven album. It works as a whole. It mixes and matches different styles of music. You know, you got electronic Electronic music, you got jazz, a little bit of gospel, the slow jams, the drum and bass, UK garage, all elements of that. But it's all very cohesive under the theme of it's sort of a watery theme in this record. Mm. And uh, it links the songs together, the healing powers uh, of, of, uh, of, of water, but also the immersiveness of the arrangements. Uh, I just love this record. It's one of those records I can put on from beginning to end because it totally uh, sinks you into its world. Here's a little bit of a song from it called Contact from Kalella and the Raven album on Sound Opinions.
Contact from Colella from the Raven album, my number nine album of the year. Let's go to one of our producers next for her pick, Sol Delgadillo. What have you got for us? I wanted to add a little bit of variety this time around because I feel like all I really listen to outside of our podcast is K-pop. So I chose chose Wallsocket by Underscores. Um, It came out in September of this year, and I have listened to Underscores for a while because I was on a really big hyper pop kick this year with my partner. And however, like, I think this album does a good job of going outside of that box and it can't really be pigeonholed into the hyper pop category. Um, there's also extensive lore around this album and it's multiple tracks, but April, the person behind the project of underscores, um, essentially brings a new take on suburbia and some of the topics that maybe aren't the easiest to digest with her made-up town of Wallsocket, Michigan. Um, so there's Wallsocket, yeah, Michigan. Yeah, Wallsocket, yeah. Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. The imaginary town, yeah. Yeah, and the song that I chose to highlight is a little easier to listen to, um, and it was one of the first singles to drop, and it's called Locals, parentheses, Girls Like Us. Um, it's really catchy, and it just has some different elements in there that I have yet to hear from an artist that was formerly like in that hyper-pop subgenre. And yeah, I, I just thought it was really cool. Our hyper pop and K pop correspondent, yeah. <laughs> Sol Delgadillo. Let's hear some of this track. Underscores, that is a song called Locals, Girls Like Us from uh, the Wallsocket album. Soul edumacating us. I love it. Um, Greg, I'm at number eight on my list, Margot Price. We are both fans. She first appeared on the show in 2018, 655. Uh, we talked to her again in uh, 2022 uh, about her book, Maybe We'll Make It, which was one mm-hmm. of that very finite list yep. of excellent musicians' autobiographies that stand as a great book above and beyond just being a musician's uh, account. Um, you know, I never thought that this Midwest farmer's daughter, to uh, borrow the uh, title of the debut that first introduced her to the world from the western border of Illinois, a little town uh, called Alito, um, would have spent COVID with her uh, husband and musical partner, Jeremy Ivey, uh, dropping shrooms and listen nonstop, listening nonstop to uh, psychedelic music. <laughs> and the influence comes out on strays in a big way. Uh, Margot Price's fourth album. I love that. Uh, listening to uh, Psychedelia, as I said, and Tom Petty. And lo and behold, who pops up on the record but Mike Campbell from The Heartbreakers and also a wonderful track that was the single, Radio, uh, with Sharon Van Etten doing a wonderful guest vocal. Mm-hmm. But the song Lydia is about a woman doing one of the most difficult things any human being can do, uh, contemplating what is about to happen uh, in an abortion clinic. It was written before 
the repeal of Roe v. Wade. Um, And no matter what your stance is on the controversy about a woman's right to choose, uh, to not be able to empathize via this song with the woman in question, uh, I don't know if you're human, if you can't feel what Margot's trying to get us to feel in Lydia. Lydia from Strays by Margot Price. At the clinic, mom, what your face would be like Mascara bleeding into my eyes Tied like a dog on a chain Midlife crisis and an ex-husband Sneaking him over ultralight I stole from the nurse out there in the alley Halfway home is where the heart is Powerful, powerful track Lydia from uh, Margot Price's album Strays. I know you like that album too. Yeah, she's great. Uh, Margot has never put out a bad record anywhere no. close. I mean, every record is uh, it, it has something to recommend, it, and she keeps stretching herself as an artist. I'm going to go to my number eight pick, uh, Genesis Owusu, a, a, a relatively new artist with an album called Struggler. He is a Ghanaian Australian singer from Canberra, Australia. Owusu came out with his debut album in uh, 2021. He's got a five-piece backing band, and I think he expanded the approach uh, in this new record. Um, You know, people would call it experimental because of the way it mixes uh, post-punk rap and R&B. A lot of bands are doing this. Mm -hmm. But he's doing it in a way that I think is really cool because, A, again, much like the Colella record, this is a record that uh, is meant to be listened to start to finish, uh, around a concept, the concept being resilience in a very difficult time. It sounds silly, but he's written it, writing it from the uh, perspective of the most resilient uh, creature on the planet, a Keith cockroach. <laughs> oh, a cockroach. <laughs> Keith is number two on that list. Uh, you know, roaches got to keep on roaching, as one of the lyrics says. And it sounds silly, but uh, the songs get me uh, hyped. Uh, it, it's just a very uh, uplifting record, despite the dire, somewhat dire subject matter. And this song kicks it off, and once uh, it sets the tone for the whole record, leaving the light from Genesis Owusu on Sound Opinions. That is Leaving the Light from our my number eight record by Genesis Owusu called Struggler. Good one. Good one, Greg. Um, we got Max Hatlam, our Columbia College yes. intern associate producer here. Max, what do you got? Hey, guys. My album of the year is by an artist that goes by Kixie. The album is Slouch. Juliana Mormile is Kixie. In, in its entirety, they are a 23-year-old musician from the Toronto area. And I believe this is already their fourth album under the name Kixie. They've wow, been, at 23, mm, four albums. I know, yeah. I think one a year so far. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're, we're slackers, Greg. <laughs> I hear a lot of different influences, like some early emo, uh, definitely some 2000s pop punk, a little bit of 90s alternative thrown in as well. 
I think Juliana has a very clear idea of what they want the sound of the band to be. And I think they're just such a talented multi-instrumentalist. I mean, they're playing everything on this record. And it's not one of those bands where all of the instrumentation is in service of the pop hook, in service of the vocals. The guitars are riffing throughout. The drums are propulsive. No one sounds boring on the record. Uh, but at the same time, mm. I think it is pretty catchy. I love that they have that creativity and energy of like a young independent band. But as far as I'm concerned, they're writing hooks as well as any big pop producer right now. Let's dive in, Max. Sinking In is the song by Kixie from Slouch, Max Hatlam's album of the year. When we return, we'll share more of our favorite albums and hear more from our producers. That's coming up on Sound Opinions. Sound Opinions is supported by Goose Island. Since 1988, Goose Island's been brewing beers in the spirit of Chicago. You can find IPAs, Lemonade Shandy, and limited releases in-store or at one of Goose's venues in Chicago. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. Sound Opinions is sponsored by Factor. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success. Skip the grocery store, prep work, and cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more, plus over 55 weekly add-ons, you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options. Factor now offers additional options like breakfast, smoothies, juices, snacks, and more to keep you going no matter what's on the schedule. When things get hectic, Factor is flexible. Change your order up every week or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. So if you want to try Factor and make your life easier, here's what you need to do. Head to factormeals.com slash soundops50 and use code soundops50 to get 50% off. That's code soundops50 at factormeals.com slash soundops50 to get 50% off. And we are back. This week, we are sharing our choices for the best albums of 2023, and I'm up next, Greg. It was not as heavy a year as uh, some in the last couple, uh, but still, I needed a, a sheer injection of joy and energy at times, and when I did, Freddie Ross Jr. was there mm. for me, a.k.a. Big Frida. Um I just love uh, New Orleans-based bounce music. You know, it gets me going. You are the one that talks on occasion about those records that uh, uh, get you dancing around the living room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 what Big Frida does for me. Uh, nine years <laughs> since yeah. Frida's last album. This one is called Central City. Kind of a concept album about uh, Frida's beloved 
New Orleans, right? Love song uh, to bounce music. Uh, you know, Frida's done a lot. Uh, an icon in the uh, LGBTQ plus community. Uh, been a reality TV star. Mm-hmm. Big Frida means business. But I'm glad we're finally getting new music. And, you know, it's a testament to how great Frida's vision is that you got guests like Faith Evans and Sierra and Lil Wayne. Yeah. And that. Now, it, Frida owns every note of this album, <laughs> okay? Uh, I'm going to play a track from it. Uh, I, I could go with anything here. I got to go with the song about the drummer because I love drummers. Booty Like a Drummer by <laughs> Big Frida from Central City. Motorbike boys popping wheelies all summer. A big booty biz and a booty like a drummer. Motorbike boys popping wheelies all summer. A big booty biz and a booty like a drummer. A booty like a drummer. Booty like a drummer. She got a booty like a drummer. Booty like a drummer. She got a big booty 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 big booty 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 Big Frida bouncing along makes everybody who listens bounce. If anything gets me dancing, yeah. that's uh, that's an accomplishment. Well, it's a central feature of New Orleans music for uh, centuries, right? So it's yeah. uh, I'm not surprised at all. Good to see Big Frida back. Number seven record for me, Mitski. The land is inhospitable, and so are we. I think our producers flipped a coin because Mitski's at number seven for me too. Yeah, well, we we both love this record. Um, Mitski's been getting accolades for quite some time now. Uh, certainly since she signed with uh, the Dead Oceans label in 2015, she'd make records prior to that. Been pretty consistent. Been making some um, very fine records. I think this is the best one. This just blew me away from the first listen. That first song. Uh, right away you're you're transported because the daring that is part of this record I mean there's an orchestra a full choir with 17 folks in it you know (laughs) plus a band recording live you know kind of giving it this very much lived-in feel despite the you know the top heavy production but the production doesn't rule the songs the songs are still the essence of this record she's a great songwriter and this is a record where she digs deep into the whole idea of these notions of love and hope and what do they mean anymore. To me, the, the, the central theme in this record is not giving up. It's essential to the human condition. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, why are we here? You know, well, the, one, of, one of the reasons we're here is that we don't give up. We keep trying. And, you know, and you go through some sadness as a result of that. Bug Like an Angel, the song, a little bit of the, 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 the song I'm going to play, has, I think, one of the best lines of the year. Sometimes a drink feels like family. Um, let's face it, we've all been in various mm. points where we're self-medicating, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's kind of like, okay, I need to get through this day. I need this drink or I need something else. I need to, to get, get through, through this, this epidemic. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's an eye-openingly jarring and at the same time truthful uh, line. Here's Mitski with uh, Bug Like an Angel from The Land is Inhospitable and So Are We, number seven on my list. Like an angel stuck to the bottom of my glass with a little bit left. As I got
Peresmitsky with Bug Like an Angel from my number seven record of the year so far. It's time to hear from one of our beloved uh, permanent producers for mm. life, <laughs> Andrew Gill. Andrew, what really got you going this year? I came across an album by an artist named Joanna Sternberg called I've Got Me. And, mm. you know, the first thing I saw from them was a YouTube visualizer, you know, of, of one of their songs. And they had done the drawings themselves for this song. And it reminded me so much of Linda Berry, the Linda Berry mm. cartoons, you know, yeah. mm. that came Evanston-based um, artist, yeah. Yeah, our interview with Carly Hartsman of uh, Wednesday. So then I started digging in and I really got hooked on this album. It's got the the kind of childlike voice that maybe the Joanna Newsom's first album may have had. It makes you think of maybe Daniel Johnston. But when you read up, Joanna Sternberg actually has a very interesting life. They grew up in Manhattan. They've lived in Manhattan their whole life. Their parents are artists and they live in artist housing, like where wow. other no mm. other famous artists have grown up and lived. I was able to see Joanna open for Angel Olsen uh, in Chicago. It was a really great show. There's just a real emotional maturity to these lyrics that sound mm. like they're uh, being performed by a child, but uh, they kind of like take ownership of their own role in all these emotional situations. So it's well worth checking out. Uh, Joanna Sternberg, I've Got Me. I can't stop my worry and my fury of all that I've done wrong. I waste so much time. I mean it, so much time. I've got me in the morning. I've got me in the evening I'll let you be because I've got me Joanna Sternberg I've got me a good pick from Andrew Gill um, Greg I am now at number five on my list and uh, I can't believe it's been 30 years <laughs> since you and I were crammed in with uh, 148 other people <laughs> in front of the stage at Lounge Axe mm. watching Veruca Salt yeah. for the first time. I just think Sleepwalker, the latest solo album from Louise Post, is a brilliant album. And if it was released as the debut from a new artist without the background of Anna mm. Veruca Salt, you know, here she is now in the middle of her life. And, uh, you know, Louise is a private person, so she hasn't uh, talked a lot about what was happening uh, in her own life. Uh, it's called Sleepwalker because, uh, you know, early uh, on when she was a child, her parents were going through an ugly divorce mm. and she began sleepwalking. Right. As a as a symptom of that, as an outcome of that, I believe uh, she had a relationship end because this album is all about uh, the stages of angst and regret and anger and finally acceptance uh, during covid. Right. Mm -hmm. So all of that fuels this as well as her daughter introduced her to an artist she was excited about. Billie Eilish. Mm. So we have that classic uh, 90s Veruca Salt or alt-rock in general formula of soft and loud and sweet and sour, which Veruca did so well. Yeah. And um, But we also have a lot of growth and some 
slower, more introspective uh, balladry. Uh, you know, Louise playing uh, most of the instruments herself, guitar, bass, piano, some synthesizers on here, uh, some of that classic, you know, man, she could shred. She always could. Yeah, she, she was a monster guitarist. Guitar player, yeah. You know, and uh, but then also these, these slower songs. And I'm going to play one of the slower ones because I played the single Guilty when I first talked about this album, and that rocks in the classic 90s way, although sounds as fresh as if it was written yesterday, mm -hmm. which it basically was. Um, I'm going to play a song called God I Know, which shows uh, uh, depth and maturity. As I said, if this was a debut from somebody, I think this album would have been ruling 2023. Louise Post, the record is Sleepwalker. The song is God I Know. I'm sorry I'm not a better example, a better human, a better hero. I'm sorry I'm not a better Post, God I Know, from uh, the album Sleepwalker. you got to listen more to that record. Craig. You are a champion of uh, Louise Post, and I am. Uh, I'm there for you, man. That's my number six album of the year so far, Jamie Branch, Fly or Die, Fly or Die, Fly or Die, parentheses, World War. Um, <laughs> Jamie was a one-of-a-kind artist. I mean, we say that about a lot of people, but um, truly unique in the way um, she kept reinventing herself and expanding uh, her music and topped off by the fact that uh, Jamie died at the age of 39 in her apartment in Brooklyn in 2022. Her life was cut short and it was an accidental death. I guess it was an accidental OD from what I understand. Just a, a classically trained trumpet player and composer who spent a good chunk of time in Chicago got to see her play in different incarnations throughout that period of time. Chicago is noted for um, its sort of polyglot scene, and Jamie was a big part of that scene. And she brings some of that energy into what actually became her last record, but I think her best record, too. Uh, for lack of a better term, I'd, I'd describe it as punk jazz, which basically combines two of my favorite styles of music in a really great way. If you're looking for sort of a, a band to compare what Jamie Branch is doing on this record, uh, I would go to a band like Antibalis mm. or even the Art Ensemble of Chicago. There's sort of a ramshackle, free-form energy to, those, to that music that I really uh, love. And, and it's all over this record. Really top-notch players, but at the same time, this energy. And then Jamie, on, on top of it all, is the vocalist on this record? Yeah, yeah. And she's, you know, she's incredibly gifted as a jazz instrumentalist, classically trained, but at the same time, those vocals are pure punk rock. I mean, it's like yeah, it's a very yeah. untrained, raw voice, but there's energy there. And the track I, I want to play—it's a longer track, but I'll play a little snippet for you, uh, called "Burning Gray." Um, I wish I had the time. I wish I had the time. I wish I had the time of my life, you know. And mm -hmm. it was like. Okay, I, what an amazing sentiment, given the circumstances of what happened to her shortly thereafter. And the song also includes the line, don't forget to fight. And I think that's the spirit behind this record. Here's a little bit of Burning Gray from Jamie Branch, my number six record of the year, Fly or Die Times Three, World War.
That is Jamie Branch, a great, great artist. Uh, gone too soon, but what a record left behind. I have to thank you uh, for turning me on to this. You pushed to review this, and it, and it was uh, uh, it's a fantastic album. And then the tragedy of learning the way Jamie ended. Uh, it, it was a mixed gift you gave, yeah. Greg. It is time to hear Alex Claiborne's. I know what Alex would have had, uh, and I usurped. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry about that, Alex. Uh, but uh, but what did you come up with to talk about on the show? Hey, guys. Uh, it's quite all right that both of you, I think this is the first time in many years that many of us have had the same album at the top or towards the top of our lists. But today I want to talk about a record that we haven't talked about all year on Sound Opinions. And that is the album Something to Give Each Other by the Australian artist Troy Sivan. Mm. This album came out in October. It's just 10 songs. And this album is a blend, I would say, of a lot of elements of house music, of pop music. Basically, the reason I like this album is that while some of the lyrics can be melancholy and contemplative, it really is a a joyful and exuberant sound across the record. And the song I want to play is Got Me Started, which samples Bag Raiders, which was also an Australian group, uh, their song Shooting Stars from 2009. And I love the synths. I don't mind a little pitched up vocals, mm. um, but you know there there is like a euphoria and a freedom that comes through while listening to this song. That was just you know one of the other albums that I really enjoyed this year that we did not talk about on Sound Opinions. Well, thank you for turning us on to it. Let's go. That is a bit of Troy Sivan with Got Me Started, Something to Give Each Other is the album. And I want to thank Andrew, Alex, Sol, and Max for great picks, because you guys always give me something to listen to after I'm, after you get done with us. So appreciate that very much. When we come back, we're going to reveal the albums that reign supreme in our minds this year. That's coming up on Sound Opinion. Sound Opinions is supported by Goose Island. Since 1988, Goose Island has been brewing award-winning beers in Chicago that are inspired by this city. Take 312 Lemonade Shandy, Tropical Beer Hug Double IPA, and a rotating series of hazy IPAs only available in Chicago. Uh, you know, every time we go down to Goose Island, there's another one that they're pushing on us. That's right. You and know, they're all good. Absolutely. And uh, what supporters of, of musical culture, you know, in, in the city of Chicago and elsewhere, uh, if you go to a show in Chicago and you see that Goose Island uh, sign, you know, you know you're in good hands. Uh, they're music fans as well as great uh, beer makers at Goose Island. So we're really proud to be associated with them. The Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And we are back. This week we're talking about our favorite albums of the year. My number four album, Greg, is Jason Isbell, Weather Vanes. Uh, you know, now I thought, okay, what have I done to help from Jason's 2020 album reunions? Uh, this is such a killer song uh, in the middle of COVID, in the middle of such a dark time. It, he's never going to be able to give us better. And yet he consistently does. After several artists that we'll talk about soon on the uh, female side of the equation, you know, this was Jason's year. Mm. Uh, a documentary, Running With Our Eyes Closed, right. made by Sam Jones. A uh, really impressive role in uh, some little director, what's his name? <laughs> Martin Scorsese's yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon. And then Weather Vanes. What a fantastic album. Miles is the best psychedelic old country rip it out jam song since cortez the killer by neil young okay <laughs> i told him that to his face a lot of neil influence there's there. a lot of neil influence there but jason is just such a great writer about the difficulties and rewards of being in a relationship uh you know sometimes you're furious and sometimes you're frustrated and you know the same with your loved one as your children and he's talking about these things that are universal i don't care whether you're 18 or 78 um you know there are going to be lines here that uh, i hate to talk like an english professor mm -hmm. although i am that just resonate with you but the music is gorgeous as well in the same way that Margot price's lydia had a resonance in 2023 that I wish it didn't. Um, hmm. You know, I think Save the World uh, by Jason Isbell about contemplating all the feelings that come hearing about the latest school shooting, the fury, the anger, the wanting to lock your daughter up in the house and never let her outside because what the hell could happen out there, mm -hmm. right? All of these feelings, and, and then the questions, why? Why does this keep happening? Uh, one of many great songs on Weather Veins, Jason Isbell, Save the World. Save the World by Jason Isbell. Not preachy. Uh, wondering what the hell we have to do to make that happen. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, that Running With Our Eyes Closed documentary, that was just staggeringly powerful. Amazing. Also, uh, you know, it gave me a little hope because he was a, a fat young nerd as a kid, <laughs> too. And I'm like, oh, maybe someday I'll get to be half a millionth as cool as yeah. Jason Isbell. There's a lot of stories of reinvention going on, let me tell you. Uh, Young Fathers is a group that I've been paying attention to for a while, and we, we haven't given them enough love on Sound Opinions. Well, I'm going to change that today. Uh, Heavy Heavy is my number four album 
of the year. It's this uh, biracial Scottish trio that has been around for over a decade. Uh, this is only their fourth studio album in that time, but each of those albums I, hi- I can highly recommend. Uh, and if you're looking for a place to start, uh, the new one is as good as any. One of the things they've done is they've sort of made themselves a little easier to understand. Uh, they were so all over the map early on uh, that people had a tough time figuring out, well, what are they trying to do here? That's not necessarily a weakness in my book, but I can understand where people had difficulty processing the music. Now they're writing a little bit more concisely, a little more tightly constructed in terms of the, the songs. There's a little bit more pop accessibility here, but they're still uh, jumping into all these genres, everything from electronic to metal. You can hear uh, references there. Uh, the lyrics are pretty are poetic. Again, uh, there's more of a textural quality to what they're doing with the vocals um, rather than a, a, a coherent narrative. Uh, but it's all about the rush of those tunes back to back. And I, again, one of those records that's incredibly uplifting just to listen to. Um, you know, you've got a song like uh, I Saw, which features these skittish drums and this this, this big bass line. And uh, you're just kind of like, wow, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. give me more of that. Yeah. And, and you've got an entire album in that vein. I'm going to play another song from that album that I love to death. I just play it constantly. And it's about the, you know, the whole, again, this theme of let's, you know, let's keep pushing. Let's, let's not let, um, let's not let the, you know, the jerks get us down, you know. Here's a track called Drum from Young Fathers from the heavy, heavy record on Sound Opinions. Hit a bit of drums and go Number four album of the year for me from Young Fathers. Heavy, heavy is the name of the album. Well, that puts me at number three, Greg, and I'm going with Nothing's Gonna Stand in My Way Again by Lydia Loveless. Uh, We have been fans of Lydia uh, almost since the beginning. Uh, Performed on the show. We got to chat uh, way back in 2012. (laughs) Okay. And uh, has not made a bad record since. That stands for number five. You know, Lydia starts out in the beginning, um, you know, basically 18, uh, making all the mistakes that a talented, precocious, artistic-leaning mm. teen can make. Uh, a lot of songs about debauchery and uh, uh, drinking and uh, snorting and uh, <laughs> you name it, right? Um, it is an older, wiser Lydia, more secure in who they are now. And uh, the things that have sustained them throughout this career uh, is this razor sharp wit Mm. and a super courageous, I will share anything and everything happening in my life with you because maybe you're there too, Mm -hmm. or you've been there, or I'd you know, like to give you some advice not to go there. Um, I don't like to run. I just like to run away. In an album full of great, great 
lines and fantastic melodies. Runaway is the track I'm going to play because I never thought, uh, you know, even over the previous four albums and seeing Lydia Lovelace live, I'd hear Lydia with a Mellotron. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You know, the sound right. evolves. The voice is one of the best in uh, in the alt indie underground, whatever you want to call it. And those those hits just keep on coming. Runaway by Lydia Loveless from the album Nothing's Gonna Stand in My Way Again. Loveless, nothing's gonna stand in my way again. My number four album of the year. I know you were super fond of it as well. Oh my goodness! I mean, uh, they are one of the most important songwriters of the last decade plus. Uh, mm. There's just simply no doubt about it. And I don't think Lydia Loveless gets enough credit along those lines. Those records aren't huge sellers, but constantly reinventing what they do, uh, album to album, and that's uh, that's a tough thing to pull off but the songs are always there. Number three album of 2023 for me was the Billy Woods and Kenny Siegel record. I've been talking about this record uh, since it came out. Uh, I love it so much, called Maps. Uh, it's the 12th studio album from Billy Woods. Talk about a guy who deserves more credit than he mm. actually gets. He's been around for several decades now. That's a recurring theme on I'm both not, of our lists. Uh, I'm telling you. He, you know, as an MC, I don't think there's anybody better out there. And he's found a, a simpatico partner, not that he hasn't had great collaborations in the past, but working with this L.A.-based producer, Kenny Siegel, um, that, there's some magic there. Uh, the record that they put out uh, a couple of years ago, 2019 actually, um, Hiding Places, was a very dark record. This has more of a, a, um, a sunnier a disposition, at least sound-wise. It's still kind of about those waves of sound. Uh, the, the soundtrack kind of reminds me of, like, you're looking out a bus window, right, and you're seeing the passing scenery going by, which is suitable because, really, it's a record about going on the road. You go, oh, mm. you know, a road album, what a cliche, right? He's a little more famous. He's touring more. He's seeing the world. It's a record about that, how boring. Actually, it's not. It's about his relationship with New York, his hometown, and what he's giving up in order to go on tour. What am I missing? Why am I missing it? Am I doing the right thing? Questioning those kind of things. It's about relationships at the heart of it. And, you know, as a, as a road album, it has way more resonance than that, that would apply. Uh, usually for a, a road album from a lot of artists is just sort of like a cliche, like, okay, mm -hmm. I got nothing to talk about. I'm just going to talk about touring, man. The highway. This is, this is not that record. Uh, the name of the record is Maps, and the track I'm going to play is FaceTime from Billy Woods and Kenny Siegel on Sound Opinion. 
something fell off before I even left. So when I saw the missed calls, I knew it was next. Didn't have to open the text. Stupid prizes, couples therapy on Zoom. It's a train wreck. My evil eye ward off hex, though. FaceTime declined. I'm trying to live in the moment like death row. The sun set in the desert. Red glow, redness in the west. I sip Mexico's best slow. Mezcal Negroni. Sitting atop the corral, smoking, watching unbroken wild ponies run wild at sundown. Only the lonely big tree like the sundown. Number three album of the year for me, Jim, Billy Woods and Kenny Siegel, Maps. A great choice, Greg. All right, Jim, we're down to the finish line, our number one albums of the year. What's, the, what's your choice? Look, no two ways about it. Taylor Swift owned 2023, but second only to Taylor you know, is it was Boy Genius's year. Yeah. Wow. The level of excitement. I told Alex, now you know what it was like to interview Nirvana early on, an experience both of us had. Because they are a band. I don't want to hear this super group nonsense anymore. Because both the record, the formal debut album by Julian Baker, Phoebe Bridgers, and Lucy Dacus, and then the EP, the surprise EP that followed mm -hmm. just a couple of uh, weeks ago, really, The Rest, The Record and The Rest. I, I see them as a twofer, although both stand on their own. Um, you know, show me uh, what a great band is. Mm -hmm. You know, it, 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 it is a collection of people who enhance each other's talents. So the three members, Julian Baker, Phoebe Bridgers, Lucy Dacus, are all either 28 or 29. Mm. To me, uh, the record is about being 22. I remember what it was like to be 22. You know, what life experiences I have in common with Julian and Phoebe and Lucy. Well, I was a human being who was once 22, okay? Mm. And I just think this is a beautiful record the record about that um you know when you don't know who you are you mess around and find out mm. who among us hasn't been there and who in the history of popular music has given that particular uh feeling and time in one's life a better voice than boy genius does i'm gonna play a song i could play i just asked alex uh, who who had this experience with me and that would have been her number one album too what do we play and she said you could play every song on the record. <laughs> we could. We really could. I'm going to play Satanist by Boy Genius from the record, but don't forget the rest EP either. All right, boy genius. What a great... I, I hope they continue as a band. So that was my number two record of the year. It was well, a heavy I, contention for number one. I know. Uh, i, I got to give it to you. I wasn't going to do it for myself, but the traditional gym on the table. Yeah. Greg Codd. <laughs> Greg Codd at number one with the drum roll. Well, for me, Wednesday... Rats saw yeah. God. You know, that was my I, number two. Carly Hartsman, same category as Lydia Loveless. It's about time. What a, what a songwriter she is to get and get recognized for that. The band has made five albums so far. This is the best of the bunch, and that's no small praise because the earlier ones are pretty darn good as well. 
But the density of that guitar uh, sound they get, yeah. uh, very shoegaze, right? Combined with the literate lyrics. You know, uh, Carly talked about that when she was on the show earlier this year, that you know, she wanted to take that sound and put some narrative substance into it. You know, yeah, because what was my bloody Valentine singing about? It was really I, who knows. The, the voice was just another texture, <laughs> right? But Carly's got this very southern, kind of this wobbly, wa- warbly voice that can be confrontational. It can be confiding. It can be scary. Mm-hmm. There's a folk element there, like you, you know, uh, a person sitting on their back porch singing these these folk songs to, and yet it's in the context of these big guitars. And the lyrics that, you know, rival some some great literature that you may have read, you know. I compared her to D.N.R. Arbus, the great photographer, uh, for the way she was portraying these marginalized folks uh, that she grew up around in the South in these songs. Mm-hmm. The, the, the level of detail that she brings to her description, uh, and combined with those songs that crescendo, uh, it, it's a band that's becoming uh, truly... Uh, one of a kind in the way it's approaching the sound combined with what she's singing about. The, the, the two things go hand in hand, and it's great to see a working band evolving like that. Uh, Rat Saw God is a, is a great title for the album, too. Can, <laughs> yeah, it's true. We can find the divine in the worst of places, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, here is a track from that album, Quarry, Rat Saw God by Wednesday, my number one album of the year. The rain rotted house Okay, that is it. Man, Rats Saw God, God, number Number, one for me. Number two for me, number one for you, and you were number two with Boy Genius. I was number (laughs) one. We didn't plan it that way. It just worked out. All of our top 20 uh, for you and me are going to be available on soundopinions.org, where we'd also love to hear from you. What was your album of the year and why? Mr. Cott, what is on the show next week? Well, another big one, uh, Jim. Uh, we've got uh, our very own Chris Kringle, Andy Surzan, stopping in to play some of the weirdest uh, holiday music you've ever heard. His holiday spectacular is a must-listen if you are in seasonal mode at all, or even if you're not. Especially this is the if alternative. you're not, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> and do not forget to check out our bonus podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this program belong solely to Sound Opinions and not necessarily to Columbia College Chicago or our sponsors. Thanks, as always, to our Patreon supporters. Sound Opinions is produced by Andrew Gill, Alex Claiborne, and our associate producer, Sol Delgadillo. Our Columbia College intern is Max Hatlam, and our social media consultant is Katie Cott.